the inner sanctum. Murphy, he keeps the Blues alive. That is a brilliant kick. He's nailed at the skipper. On his way to Icon Park, Carlton captain Mark Murphy. Yes, and great to have the captain with us. G'day, Murph. Hey, Chris. Been a, been a long year, mate. It's been a long year. Been a long year. What yeah. a great win. Before we talk about your personal situation, what a great win um, by the boys. Uh, outstanding stuff. Um, well, a couple of weeks ago. Well, a couple of weeks ago. I mean, if we look at the season in its entirety, the start, that middle patch where you put together, what was it, six or seven wins? Yeah, I reckon we won probably six out of seven. I yeah. yeah. And there's been some really inconsistent performances other than that. So how, how would you sum it up in, in one, the season? Oh, it's a hard one to sum up in one. You're right, we, I think we went into the bye at about, I think, six and seven, I think it was, or six and eight. Um, and probably since then we played some pretty... Uh, inconsistent footy at times. Played some some really good footy against some some good footy footy sides in Hawthorne and Sydney and West Coast. Um, fell short against a few of them, and then yeah, unfortunately played a few um, really poor games that uh, yeah probably let ourselves down at the end of the season. Unfortunately, and um, yeah, so that looked unfortunately the last the last game of the year. We'll stick with the boys for a, for a few months and obviously drive us through the pre-season and um, yeah, hit the ground running uh, in early early November when the boys uh, return to train. I always wonder about the last game of the year because sometimes I reckon if you have a, a soft win, it, it doesn't necessarily steal the pre-season, whereas a loss like you had... I mean that's gonna that's gonna really burn, isn't it? And that is not necessarily the reflection of your season. No, you're right, and it, and it certainly will burn because um, yeah, I reckon we, as players, that we we let ourselves down that last game. We played a really good game against Melbourne the week before and um, had a good response from a poor game up in Brisbane. So we wanted to really finish it off with two wins, but um, yeah, we uh, yeah didn't didn't pressure them well enough, and and they got their running game going. Um, so yeah, look, I, I reckon it will. We'll sit with us for a, for a bit, um, but uh, you know, fortunate enough, we get another chance to um, obviously to play again next year. But to train hard and and really stick in the guts till till November. Murph, we've generally watched and observed Brendan Bolton being the affable, fairly logical type of coaching press conferences. I reckon on the weekend he would have been pretty scathing. Was he like that in the rooms? So the message could be bedded in your mind going into the pre-season of 2017? Yeah, he certainly was, Bolts. He, um 47 points down at three-quarter time. That was pretty much an indictment on the group. Oh, it's right up with the with the Brisbane game. It was easily our, our worst game for the year. Um, and we've got our review still of that game. We've got that on Friday. So we'll still review the last game, which um, I think is really important to do. I think sides that aren't going so well will sort of just remove that game, especially being the last game of the year and not review it. So, so why has it been put back to Friday's exit just, meetings taking place first? Yeah, just exit meetings and, and doctors. Um, medical assessments. Medical assessments and everything that will go on all this week. So yeah, we've still got um, a review to do and still got a meeting this Friday, which we'll do. So um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, the last uh, three weeks barring that Melbourne game was yeah really disappointing period for the club so um yeah we almost undid a little bit of our good work that we'd we'd worked really hard throughout the year so um as i said before it'll stick in our guts i reckon going to pre-season so what went wrong in that last three four week period except for the melbourne win uh i think is yeah we played in that three week period we had a really poor first half against brisbane we didn't pressure them well enough at all and then second half we got a real rocket at half time from from bolts and came out and had 25 or 
I think more inside fifties, I think, in the second half, but left a bit too much to do and, and went down by a kick or something. Um, it was pretty similar, to be honest, against Essen, but it sort of went the whole game. We, where we didn't, um, defend well enough and were too slow to defend and they, um, they're a manic sort of handball chain sort of side through the corridor from the halfback flank Eston. They got their running game going and when you give sides opportunity to do that, um, they score against you and that's what they did. What about your frustrations? You're over them this year? You're optimistic about a strong pre-season getting into 2017? Yeah, it's been a, a really frustrating year. It's been a real testing year. Um, not just on the body, but on the mind as well. So, um, I've finally, uh, I think I've got over the last hurdle, albeit being after the last game, uh, I'm still running at the moment and, and training, uh, at the moment. So, um, still doing a lot of the ankle rehab side of it, um, to make sure that I, I hit the ground running, um, even over this, over this break and leading into the pre-season, because I haven't had a real pre-season probably three or four years. So, um, I think the, the frustration, frustration now is sort of moving on to, um, look on the positive side of it, um, that uh, I'll get a full pre-season and um, basically be almost a new recruit for the side next year. Because you haven't played Murph, do you feel as such that your leadership had to be compromised in a way? Do you feel like that you can connect your group by saying things in the view that you know you're not going to be out there in action? I'm oh, not compromised. I think it's given me a, more of an opportunity to lead in a different way. Mm. Um, I've always been one that has really trained hard throughout the week and try to lead by example on game day with uh, with my work rate um, and really trying to drive the group. But it's forced me to, to take more meetings, to speak more um, day-to-day at the club, take some more, um, or to help some of our younger guys as well. with their, Build relationships. Yeah, to build relationships, take some small workload um, in terms of working with some of our younger guys and try and develop them a lot quicker. Um, so, look, I think it, I spoke to, uh, spoke to Bolts the other day about it at our... And the coaches at the club, I think it's been a, a good year for me in terms of l- learning um, how to develop myself in, in other areas, and I think it's been a really good year for that. What's been their feedback to you on that? Oh, they've, they've been really positive. Um, it is a challenging time when you get injured, especially when you're captain and you can't be out there and um, going through the rigours of week-to-week football with the boys. And um, But the boys have, have really wanted me to focus on trying to drive the group um, during the week. And also on game day, I'll go down to the rooms, obviously, before the game and at half-time and after the game and um, give them feedback on, on what I'm seeing as well. So I think they've been appreciative of that. But, um, yeah, I've certainly been, I think, a good support to the boys over that time and, and really try to demand more of them as well. Including the game you are injured in, you missed 13. That's a, that's a massive chunk of the season. Will there be ongoing management for your injury? Or once you've got to this point and start the pre-season, you'll be... 100%. No, with the, with the synesmosis, so obviously coming back and, well, not coming back and, um, giving that time for it to heal. It all had a scan the other week and it showed like it was healing really well. There's still right, a bit of healing okay. going on, so it's all knitting really well. Um, so there'll be no long-term issues from that. So at least I didn't come back too early and, Do and it again. re-aggravate yeah. it and then miss another three months and, and have a compromised pre-season. I've, I think I've, um, although it's been frustrating missing games, I think I've done the right thing um, with my longevity and uh, there'll be no ill effects from that ankle going forward. Have you learnt more about your team by being a grandstand observer as opposed to a teammate? I think you, you see a different side of it. Mm. I think um, although I've had injuries over the past few years, I've missed a couple of games here and there, but obviously having um, an extended period on the on the sideline, you view the game a little bit differently. You can understand a lot of the frustrations that coaches go through 
especially when you you have a really clear um, idea of what you're trying to implement on game day and um, for whatever reason that it doesn't go to plan. Um, it can be really frustrating. I think it's, it's been frustrating in that we've played some really good football against really good sides and then when it's been um, when we've been you know the bookies favorite so to speak that we should go in and win those sort of games that we haven't done that so I think it shows that football's certainly between the years isn't it so that's the um, that's the challenge for us going forward and that's something we've been working really hard on as well so and that's what separates the the good sides from the really good sides and the really good sides from the great sides that is the ability to to do that week in week out and just find a way to win would you give your season a pass mark uh I was thinking about that in the way, and I don't think you give it a pass, or you, you don't give it a pass. I think we we wanted to grow from where we were last year. We we won four games last year. It was a tough year. We won seven this year. I think we lost five games under I think ten points or something. Um, so we're right in a lot of games. Um, had some games where we we certainly should have won. Um, so look, I think a lot of sides are in that boat as well, where they, they can look back and think, "Oh, we're that we're that close," but um, there's still a lot of work to do. So, in terms of pass mark, I'm not too sure. But um, yeah, I think I think it's been a, a positive year. I think if you if we stopped it three weeks ago, it would have been a really positive year. I think the mm-hmm. way we finished was probably um, a really disappointing way to do it. Those games uh, in the middle part of the season against West Coast and Sydney, you didn't win, but you got to within a kick. Um, th- that's the sort of thing you've got to, I reckon, look back on as in terms of the potential, and that would, I reckon, really please Carlton fans that your upper capability when you are playing well, you can challenge the best team. So that's got to be one of the takeouts of the season, surely. Yeah, you're right, and we we won against uh, Geelong, um, got within a kick up in Sydney against against Sydney, ran in West Coast to a goal, and um, we're riding it against Hawthorne up until late. So I think you do take some some positives out of that. Um, we don't want to be a side that's always just a little bit off, though. Um, we want to, obviously, going forward, want to win those games. But I think, yeah, I think the Carlton fans can can see the positives out of the year mm. um, and not just look at the the last, I reckon, uh, game against Essendon and obviously Brisbane uh, a couple of weeks before that. But you look at the whole year as an entirety. I think um, it was certainly a positive one for a Carlton fan. I think. Yeah, it's a good response, isn't it? When you play Sydney in round two, you get smashed by ten, <laughs> yeah, and you close the gap, sort of. 16 weeks later when you play him in round 18. That, to me, is a quantum leaf in the in the right direction. Yeah. And if you can sort of maintain the rage over the course of a year on the back of that type of performance, just proves you're not far away. Yeah, it shows that we um, we had the ability to grow and adapt throughout mm-hmm. the year. Um, I think there's no no doubt the sides, I think, looked pretty heavily into us towards the latter half of the year because um, we were becoming harder to play against. Um, but we just had a few games at the end of the year, which I think from a... Internally, point of view was, yeah, it was a you said an indictment on the on the group, and I think it certainly was that um, for us. But um, yeah, as I said before, I think Carlton fans can be happy with some of the growth they saw throughout the year. But um, yeah, playing against those good sides and getting close to them and being right in those games, I think especially against um, Geelong and Port Adelaide, being able to get over the top of them, I think was was really good for our for our group. Um, so look, you certainly draw back on those on those strong performances, but you also got to learn from those those poorer ones, which we had towards the the, uh, the latter half of the year. Time for a break. Mark Murphy, the Carlton captain, with us in the inner sanctum. Murphy, we'll get your 
All-Australian midfield after the break. We've been, with the help of our listeners, putting together our All-Australian midfield, so we'll uh, get your thoughts. You can send a text on 0416 90 50 52. You can tweet us at RSN Sport Radio, even jump on the line 1300 your midfield for the All-Australian team. We've got a great prize to give away. Dinner for two to the Mail Exchange Hotel to our best caller. That's coming up in just a moment. It's 14 to 8. 10 to 8, RSN 927 Sports 7. Great to have Mark Murphy, the Carlton captain, with us in the Inner Sanctum talking all things football. Before the break, talking about the plight of the Blues in 2016. But we're looking forward tomorrow night, Murph, to the All-Australian team being announced. Now, um, I hate to tell you and break you the bad news, mate, but you are not going to be in the All-Australian team for 2016. doesn't help you miss three quarters of the season. <laughs> Can I just ask you your thoughts? You do watch yeah. a lot of football, we know. Who are the elite players in our competition? We want to try and, and we've been picking, with the help of our listeners, our midfield group for the All-Australian team. Who have you got in there? Oh, where do you start? Uh, all the elite players are all midfielders, obviously, Chris. Um, <laughs> I'm, happy to, I'm happy that Mickey got uh, got Cade Simpson on a halfback flank. Yeah, I like him. Um, we'll just, just in front of Doherty? Just if they're yeah, splitting hairs there, I reckon. Mm. Both had terrific years, and one of them, I reckon, will take out the BNF with Cripper closing pretty close, I reckon, at the end. Um, Are we surprised that Cripps wasn't in the 40-man squad? Yeah, Tad, I reckon, I think he had, uh, did he have the most clearances for in the yeah, NFL or I second did, most? Yeah, he was certainly contested up there. ball, so, yeah. um, yeah, I think he's a little bit stiff there, Cripper, but I think he'll get a few Australians down over the track the, over the journey. Mm. Um, we were speaking about a few midfielders that we like off air, uh, big fan of Luke Shuey and Jack Stephen. Um, just their ability to run at the game and they win their inside ball and win outside ball and um, can really cut you up. So those are two mids that I really like. So you've got Gorn as the ruckman. Yeah, I've got Gorn. Dangerfield in yep. there. Jack Stephen in there. Yep. And might have Shuey on a bench. Shuey on a bench. But Who's um, the other starting mid? Would a Lockie Neal be in there or Dustin Martin? Luke Parker, Dan Hanabry, Josh yeah. Kennedy, Roy Sloan. You probably almost have a Dan Hanabry or Josh Kennedy, I reckon, in there. Okay. Um, is Gaff one of your wingers? Yeah, he might, yeah, probably would be. Sloan on the other side, maybe? It's pretty tough, isn't it, Mickey? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad side to coach, isn't no, it? There's a, there's a few good ones, isn't there? Um, they're all pretty handy players. <laughs> Chuck a few of them on a half-forward flank, I reckon. Oh, Pont and Pelly can yeah, go Yeah, Pont and Pelly can go through there. Trelaw could go Trelaw's there. pretty handy. Penelbury. So it was all right. Murph, you've no, been I'd... of absolutely no help. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll give you Luke, I want Luke Shuey on a, on a bench. I know you want an inside okay. mid, so I'll give you okay. Jack Stephen as one that I, I reckon. So, but. so you've got your Ruckman gone, so we're happy with that. So who would you have on your, who would you have on the wings? I reckon you have Dan Hanabry on the wing. Dan, play, I know, I know wing? he doesn't play well, he does a hell of a lot, but he does play a bit on the wing. Yeah. Mm. And who um, would the other wingman be? Uh, I'd go with Gaff as well. Okay, that's good. That's the same as Glenn McFarlane. Yeah, and the other two mids, starting mids? Dangers is one. Dangers definitely one. So you got Stephen and Danger, and one more. Um, I'll throw up Sloan. I like the way Sloan, Sloan. plays. Okay, Sloan. Well, there you go. So right. Hanbury, Gaff, Dangerfield, Stephen, and Sloan. No Dusty Martin on the bench. Yeah, he comes off the bench well. I reckon Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic stuff. It's yeah. good deep midfield, isn't it? Yeah, it's a pretty handy midfield. So I reckon you slot up a few of those mids on a half forward flank as well if you could. But 
That's now, a tough one to do. I want to talk about a few other issues uh, floating around. And we, of course, uh, were all consumed last week with the news that the four North Melbourne veterans were not going to have their contract renewed. In particular, Brent Harvey, who's had another outstanding year and many surprised that he wasn't in that squad of 40 for the All-Australian team. Well, the first question, when you heard the news, were you surprised that Brent Harvey wasn't going to go on? Yeah, I was um, a bit surprised. I thought, uh, I think he'd definitely be in their top five in the BNF, um, Boomer. So uh, he's certainly still playing really well. He's he's playing a role for their side. Um, it just obviously he's, he's got an, an age and they're not happy with that age. Mm. But um, I reckon if you're still playing really good football, still contributing, um, why wouldn't you give him another year? But oh, that's that's my opinion. But obviously they've got um, bigger plans going forward North Melbourne but um, I think at our club I think Simo's 32 or 33 and playing the best football of his of his career um, just because he's a bit older than most blokes um, to let him go would be silly so yeah, that's my, my thoughts. Mark Murphy with us in the inner sanctum, the Carlton captain. Murph, on the back of the news with Justin Lepich getting sacked, you know Brett Ratton really well would you endorse him as a, a coach of the Brisbane Lions? Yeah, I certainly would um, yeah, loved being coached by Rats um, was really new to the role when when he first started um, and I think being at Hawthorne for the previous three premierships um, is only a huge positive for him so uh, I've obviously been working with him closely in that three year period but um, for what uh, he did at our football club and what he's been able to do at Hawthorne I think he's um, it'd be a valuable asset and some, someone that uh, Hawthorne uh, Brisbane Lions should be looking at. Is it rumour or fact that there's an issue between Greg Swan and Brett Ratton on the way that Rats left Carlton? Oh, I, to be honest, I've got no idea, to be honest. But um, Might be just rumour. Might just might be rumour. Um, yeah, can't help you out there with that one, Mickey. Well, just the other views on, on another topic about in the final series, home games. I mean, should, should Geelong or, or even GWS uh, or even the Sydney Swans, if they get the opportunity or the right to host a final, should they be able to host it at their home ground? For example, Sydney playing at the SCG, they're playing at ANZ, and Geelong finished above Hawthorne but have to play at the MCG. Do you see that as an issue, or is that just the way the game is? We need to have the bigger ground so we can get as many people in as we can to enjoy. Yeah, I think having it at the bigger grounds, I think, is, is really important. I think, um, I'm not sure what... Uh, Geelong holds down there. Well, it's now, probably not realistic for this year because yeah, of the construction. Construction, yeah. But ordinarily, they're going to get to maybe thirty-five thousand people. Yeah, I think probably it's finals football, and you'd rather see a game where there's eighty-five, ninety yeah. MCG for a first final. Um, it's a hard one up in Sydney. I'm not sure what Sydney holds, but I've played out at the SCG before, and it's a much better stadium to play at rather than the ANZ. But mm. um, it's a tough one if they want to fit more people in. They can. And do that, but um, yeah, it's. Uh, I suppose it's, I'd like to see football at MCG anyway. Murph, just before we let you go, Mark from Melton's give us a uh, give us a text message here. Mark Murphy has been fantastic this year, such a good speaker, and always a positive mindset for such an up and down year for not only the club but for him personally. It's been a pleasure listening to him all year, and hope he has a fantastic year in twenty seven. Team. Considering the landscape we live in, that's a fantastic te- text message. Well yeah. done, Mark. You should thank you, brother. Yeah, thanks for that email. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good nice on you, mate. Uh, great to have you here. Uh, thanks again, and uh, we look forward to catching you soon. Good on you, Chris. Thanks, Mickey. Good on you, Murphy. Mark Murphy, the Carlton captain, with us on RSN 927 Sports Heaven.